Comprehensive, relevant, and insightful conversations about health and medicine happen here at MedStar Health Doc Talk. Today, we're discussing a new transplant partnership between MedStar Georgetown University Hospital and the Washington, D.C. Veterans Affairs Medical Center that benefits military veterans across the country. We're talking today with Dr. Rohit Satoskar, Director of Medical Services for the MedStar Georgetown Transplant Institute, and a special guest, Dr. Atusa Rabi, Chief of Transplant Services at the D.C. VA Medical Center. Dr. Rabi, Dr. Satoskar, welcome to Doc Talk. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having us. So we're here to talk about the Veterans Health Administration adding MedStar Georgetown University Hospital to its national solid organ transplant network. So first to start, Dr. Rabbi, can you give us some background on exactly what that means for the VA Medical Center and your patients? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there are VA transplant centers across the nation uh, that are open to veterans um, to um, get um, evaluated and transplanted for solid organs. Um, To give you a little bit of background, uh, we would be the uh, fifth in the nation that are approved for both uh, liver and kidney transplantation. Um, The importance of this um, is that previously, uh, through using our community care services um, over the last um, five years or so, we have developed a relationship with MedStar uh, Transplant Institute. And we have been sending our patients through that route um, to Georgetown. However, adding us as a VA transplant center means that not only patients in the DMV area, uh, but any other patient across the nation, as long as they're a veteran and they have VA benefits, can potentially uh, get evaluated and listed and transplanted at Georgetown. Um, So this would definitely increase access to veterans in the DMV area, but far beyond that. So we're going to dive into in just a second exactly what this means for these patients specifically. But first, Dr. Satoskar, what is this change and how does this benefit us at the Transplant Institute at MedStar Georgetown? Mm -hmm. So as, you know, Dr. Robbie mentioned, this was sort of a natural expansion of a partnership that began many years ago. So when um, I've had the pleasure of working with Dr. Robbie, I think since she arrived um, at the DCVA and we have collaborated um, on patient care, on liver transplantation, um, bringing liver transplant uh, to veterans who are in need of the life-saving procedure. Um, And that sort of continued partnership um, is now going to a a different level. Um, And so, you know, rather than sort of answering the question of what it means really for us in the Transplant Institute, I think the bigger question is what it means for patients. So, you know, for to, to quickly answer the first question for us, we, you know, we have the capacity to do this. Um, we of course have a very strong interest in doing this. Um, we are on the verge of uh, moving into a new hospital pavilion, which will bring state of the art technology in the ORs as well as private patient care rooms um, that the veterans would enjoy when they're here. But, but this partnership really is going to um, expand the reach um, for for veterans in terms of access uh, to this life-saving procedure. So I think that's really the the great benefit of this partnership. Dr. Rabbi, you said there's a couple of different organizations now you've worked with, and this is something that's a priority for the VA Medical Center. So what is the benefit now to the patients you're seeing that are in need of these transplants moving forward, that they have more access? Correct. So I think... Um 
even before um, we had this uh, partnership uh, approved by National Surgery Office as a VA transplant center, um, our closest transplant center were Richmond and Pittsburgh, which obviously uh, made it very difficult in case of patients who were very sick, were admitted in the hospital, and were in urgent need of transplant. Um, so we basically um, developed this very close relationship, uh, which, according to my own patients, they never felt like they were uh, being treated um, in two different institutions. Um, so um, while we um, sort of uh, iron out all the details of our partnership, uh, we then approach National Surgery Office um, to give us this opportunity to be basically placed on the map as uh, an approved uh, VA transplant center. And I think, um, as Dr. Stoskar mentioned, uh, the part that we were able to demonstrate that there is um, a very close uh, partnership. Uh, we have uh, the details of this partnership already sorted out, um, and we basically rely on our partner whenever um, there is a lack of specific services at the VA. But also we have this sort of trust between us that we are able to uh, improve our services at the VA, um, we got this approval. Um, and again, um, other than providing um, services to the patient who are in the DMV area, we have now um, already over the past couple of months, we have been able to um, uh, evaluate patients from Virginia, from Connecticut, uh, and we just hope that this will continue to grow. So we know the idea here is linear more inclusive care in this partnership. So let's dive into exactly what this might look like for a patient who's coming into this. So this is going to help veterans specifically who are uh, suffering end-stage liver disease, kidney failure resulting from conditions for which transplant is the only available option when we talk about long-term survival. So Dr. Sotoska, let's start with you. What is this going to look like for patients moving forward who are in need of these transplants now that this door has been opened? So for patients who are in need of some of these uh, transplant procedures, um, they may come to Dr. Robbie's team from VAs across the country. So they may be within sort of our um, VA region or what's called a VISN um, or beyond that. Um, so they may come from um, VAs that are more local to their community, um, for example, in Baltimore um, or in um, Winchester, um, or they might come for, for, from farther out. So they would be identified initially by their local physicians as needing a liver or kidney transplant. And then the VA has an internal system by which that referral would be placed. And then Dr. Robbie's team would sort of take it from there. Um, and maybe I'll turn it over to her to talk a little bit about um, what happens after that. But their team would, would pick up that referral and then begin the process um, and then bring us in. Correct. So um, any physician within the VA system can make this referral. Usually for end-stage liver disease patients, they come from um, a gastroenterologist or a hepatologist who has been taking care of them. Um, for kidney patients, sometimes um, these are patients who have been on dialysis, so kind of can self-identify um, and ask um, their physicians to place this referral. Um, as Dr. Satoskar mentioned, there is an internal referral process. So these patients basically are placed in a system that then the VA transplant center that they're assigned to uh, gets an alert, depending on how urgent it is. They're usually um, seen at least via video visit, which is a very common platform that is being used at the VA within two weeks to determine, first and foremost, if medically they're eligible. Um from then, if they're medically um, eligible, they're then brought to the VA. 
Um, and the, um, one of the important thing about um, this partnership is that we are able at the VA to uh, help veterans and their support person with their um, uh, travel expenses, with their lodging, uh, which there is a, a lodging um, um, accommodation at the VA uh, called Fisher House that they can stay with their uh, support person. And then um, this would provide them with an in-person visit so they can meet the uh, whole team. Uh, we are able now to do almost all of the evaluation at the VA, um, including social work, mental health provider. Um, and uh, some of these um, tests are actually done at the local VA. Um, once this um, sort of evaluation is completed, then we have a joint committee that we discuss medically, socially, and sort of all aspects of uh, that are involved in the transplant process, and then patients are listed. Um, again, when they go back to their local VA, um, there is uh, an arrangement uh, by their local VA that we walk them through it, um, that they would be able to use travel and lodging when they are called for an organ to, so then they can travel to D.C. So we know that there's a lot involved in a transplant. It's not just a transplant procedure itself. It's Dr. Rabi, like you talked about expenses for travel, the list to get a donation, preoperative, postoperative care, recovery, and, and follow-up. Dr. Satoskar, how might we at the Transplant Institute work with the VA Medical Center on all these steps, not just getting a patient, but working with them on follow-up, on the care of the patient, on all these things? How does that benefit doctors at the Transplant Institute? Yeah. What, what, you know, one of the things we've um, been fortunate um, with is that, again, this long-standing relationship has allowed us to iron out some of those details um, even prior to going live. Uh, so we really aim to have a seamless process for patients. And part of that is based on having seamless communication between our teams. So, you know, Dr. Robbie has really assembled, um, I think, a world-class team <laughs> at the VA, uh, to be honest with you, um, which includes, you know, not only the, the physician expertise that's there, but in addition, um, the, the other staff that goes into supporting patients who go through the liver transplant process. So as you alluded to in your question, um, and I shouldn't just say liver transplant because it's for both liver and kidney, um, but, but patients who undergo organ transplantation um, get support um, by their centers um, in various ways. Um, and it's, so it's not only medical support. Um, but there is uh, support from uh, nurse coordinators, from uh, dietitians, from social workers, um, and from many other um, parts of the staff to make sure that the patient really um, has a successful experience. Um, that exists both at the VA um, and at the MedStar Georgetown Transplant Institute. Um, and we really work collaboratively uh, to make sure that that happens for the patient. So that begins at the VA. Um, but then throughout that process, um, there is back and forth communication up until the time the patient is discussed for listing um, at our at our listing meeting. And then once they're placed on the list, that communication really continues until they are transplanted. The transplant procedures will occur um, at MedStar Georgetown University Hospital. Um, and the immediate postoperative care will also occur um, at the hospital here. Once patients are discharged from the hospital, um, they will have some initial visits um, with the team at the MedStar Georgetown Transplant Institute. 
But once stable, we'll return their care to the VA, um, where they will go back seamlessly again to Dr. Robbie's team. Um, but we are always available even after that point, um, if need be. As a, as a liver transplant physician, I'm going to focus a little bit on liver. You know, we have seen increases in terms of the incidence of liver disease in general over the past several years. Um, and there's multiple things that are driving that. Um, we've seen a continued increase in what is called non-alcohol, alcoholic fatty liver disease. Um, this is uh, fat deposition in the liver um, that is a result of factors that do not involve alcohol. So many patients have risk factors such as diabetes or obesity or metabolic syndrome. Uh, recent estimates suggest that up to 30% of the U.S. population um, may have this disorder. Now, of course, not all of those patients will develop um, advanced liver disease or need transplant. But when you're talking about 30% of the U.S. population, that's a, that's a lot of people. So that's one driver. Um, so we're seeing um, now a rise in need for liver transplant for this indication. Um, and it's one of the top indications now for liver transplant. Um, another indication for liver transplant is alcohol-related liver disease. Um, and we have seen an increase in incidence of alcohol-related liver disease during the pandemic um, for various reasons, um, as you can imagine. Um, so that is another driver of need for transplant. But then beyond that, there are many other um, causes of end-stage liver disease. There are you know, genetic causes, um, there are viral causes, um, drug-induced liver injury sometimes we see, um, and there are other conditions that, that affect you know, children, which we're not here specifically to talk about that today. But those are some of the things, some of the reasons why someone may need a liver transplant and some of the things that are kind of driving the increase in that need. So MedStar Georgetown University Hospital and the DCVA Medical Center are both based and centered in the DC area. However, this new partnership is not just going to benefit veterans in need of transplants in the DC area. Dr. Rabbi, can you talk a bit about how this might benefit patients in other parts of the country? What that might look like for somebody who's going to come here for their care, even if they don't live here? Correct. So um, although there might be situations that there would be a transplant center, a VA transplant center that is closer uh, to a veteran, uh, but uh, there are some unique features here um, that we can point out. Uh, one is the fact that we are able to offer both liver and kidney simultaneous uh, transplant, uh, which is more and more becomes a problem, as Dr. Satoskar mentioned, with uh, the increase in the number of those patients who with um, a lot of risk factors with metabolic syndrome get transplanted. Uh, the other important thing to mention is that Georgetown is able to um, offer uh, living donation uh, for liver transplant, uh, as well as including the um, kidney transplant candidates in um, uh, NKR, which is National Kidney Registry. Um, so both of these options uh, are available to veterans as well. Um, if veteran identifies um, someone as a donor who is uh, not a veteran, they can still register at the VA and their costs can be covered by the VA. Uh, and those are very unique features for which somebody might decide to actually travel. Um, that is aside from obviously looking at outcomes. Uh, that was one of the main reasons that we actually chose and um, demonstrated that to National Surgery Office to pick this partnership, which is excellent with the MedStar Georgetown. So moving forward, what stands out to you most about this new partnership? So for us, this is really a, an incredible opportunity. It's a unique opportunity. 
And it's truly an honor for us to be able to care for the nation's veterans um, in the nation's capital. Um, I think that there's something um, very nice and symbolic about that. But being able to partner um, with the VA and bring these um, life-saving procedures to veterans um, is very important to us. I'm just very honored to be included. We are extremely excited about this. Um, uh, I think this is um, one of those um, important steps that um, National Surgery Office has um, made to increase access, but specifically, as Dr. Satoskar mentioned, in uh, the capital. And uh, we uh, look forward um, to um, expanding the access, not only um, on liver and kidney, but to other organs and uh, continue our partnership. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today, Dr. Satoskar and Dr. Rabi. We hope you've enjoyed learning about this new partnership between MedStar Georgetown University Hospital and the Washington, D.C. Veterans Affairs Medical Center, which benefits military veterans across the country who are in need of liver or kidney transplants. We've been talking with Dr. Atusa Rabi of the DCVA Medical Center and Dr. Rohit Satoskar with MedStar Georgetown University Hospital in Washington, D.C. For more information on this new partnership and what it means for veterans, visit medstarhealth.org services slash medstar georgetown transplant institute or call 202-444-3700.